and welcome to episode 8 of the Weekly Freestyle with myself, Tom Dean, and my co-host, Alex Sutton. Um, we're coming to you live from Maidenhead. We're both back in the hometown. We're going to do a deep dive episode, our first deep dive episode, after doing a number of um, swimming competition specials uh, and and you know a little catch-up on last week. This is the first time we're kind of delving into a really, really important topic. Um, but first, a little bit of a catch-up. So yeah, Alex, what, what have you been up to? Yeah, I managed to get to a park run this week, which was which was good. I had a, a little bit of a nightmare last week in terms of turning up and getting the 5K done. Um, but yeah, I went to the local one down at Maidenhead. I actually saw one of your uncles, which was quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really good to um, actually make the park run, get a bit of competition back. Um, had a nice little, that's not a race, but a race plan for me. Um, and yeah, snuck under 80 minutes, which I was, I was quite pleased with as I'm hopefully working my way back down to where I'd kind of want to be. Um, no, I mentioned All Points East last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was quite good fun going out towards East London, sort of at Disclosure and, and stuff like that with my girlfriend and her friends. So yeah, really good fun. How about you? You're you're actually back in the country for the first time in a I am back while. in the country, but just quickly took the dub in the park run. Yeah, took the dub. Obviously. Took the dub, it's got to be done. No, it was, it, was, it was good. I haven't been back to Maidenhead Park Run for a while. Um, and they can be really fun because if you get people around your sort of level it's a really good chance to practice sort of your tactics um and just yeah to have that flavor of racing so yeah it was it was good fun and managed to execute a race plan <laughs> as such at a local park run no that's brilliant that's spot on all that um italian running in the heats paying off no, isn't it? big time by the track <laughs> um no yeah i'm back in the country now I returned home from italy uh way on holiday with my girlfriend who got back on saturday it's now monday um, the 29th of August um, and yeah we're, we're, we're ready to really start settling into the groove of you know what the weekly freestyle is going to be looking like from the weeks weeks to come yeah I think if we dive in right now rest is a big thing and mm-hmm. as you said we've we've spoken so much about competition I think a lot of people think that the training and you know those huge sets um, and the speed and the work you do and the racing is such a big thing but I think, and we have touched on it before, but actually I think people forget how important rest is, whether that be throughout your week in terms of your physical rest. You, I know you talked about those, gaining those so those energy credits back up, or even if it's rest in terms of that, that mental rest as well. And I guess having a bit of variety through your week. But I think what we want to touch on today in this episode is that extended period of rest. So the off season, um, where I guess you're, it's, it's almost an alien period for you in terms of you're literally doing nothing. Um, but yeah, I think it's key and, and that having that month off and maybe it's a time that people aren't, aren't, aren't really seeing what, what you're up to. Yeah, it is super important. So for, for those who don't know, as swimmers, we train 11 months of the year, roughly, and then we get about a month off every year, depending on what the season's looking like, depending on where the competitions have fallen, depending on whether it's Olympic year or not, it comes to averaging about one month off. And at the moment, I'm about a week and a half into that month off and it is absolutely lovely. Um, it's so, it's so, so important though because it's like physical rest, but it's a mental rest as well. I think one thing people don't sometimes realise is how when you're training hard, it's it's it can be it's obviously physically draining, but it's mentally draining because you're always thinking, okay, am I getting the best recovery? Am I getting the best nutrition? As you get close to a competition, okay, how do I feel in the water? Am I hitting the same times I was hitting leading into the Olympics last year? 
Um, you know, you're always questioning, am I getting the best recovery? Is, is Have I got a slightly tight, you know, left rotate, rotator cuff, for example? There's, there's always stress on you. And then when you're at the competition, you have to live so robotically because you have to like race, recover, nutrition straight back into it. It's like, it's so mentally draining. You get to this month off and it's like, I haven't thought about swimming. I've not looked at a swimming pool. I've not... You know, put my goggles on and done a few laps. It's been a complete, complete switch. I think sometimes people get worried about doing that mm. because it's like, oh, if I don't do anything for a month, I'm going to really struggle when I get back in. I'm going to you know, lose a feel for the water and obviously it's going to be tough. But there was the biggest ever sporting social experiment done two years ago when we had the pandemic and everyone was forced to take 10 weeks off, which is a, an experiment that would never have been run before. You know, Imagine if a coach was approached the, the year before the Olympics and said, look, bit of a radical idea but I want your swimmers to all have three months out of the water a year before the Olympic it never ever would happen but we were forced to do it and lo and behold people broke the world records next year and they were some of the fastest times we have ever seen in the sport so it's not it's not unheard of and that it's just go it's just gone to show how important that rest is people speak about mental health so much and it, it, it's a real it's, it's a really important part and, and as you know young athletes you've got to live your life I think people you know we're with you know 19 20 21 22 you know up to 25 you know middle mid, you know in mid 20 people don't live a normal life of a normal 20 year old and it gives yeah. you an opportunity to just switch off from that that rigorous regime that you're living 11 months of the year and I can go on holiday I can you know have a have a drink on in a pub on an afternoon and and you know have a you know a meal out and and stay up slightly later and just switch off from the job which is essentially a 24 7 job yeah and is there anything you'd say you do specifically in terms of actually relaxing or are you kind of just in the just i guess like freestyle mode if you mm. pardon the pun in terms of just really chilling or is there something like right i'm really gonna focus on my sleep because i i remember sort of a few years ago i what was so important for you and you were saying is actually getting that extra sleep so rather than sort of I know your situation's changed a little bit now, but rather than getting back from school, mm. doing a bit of homework, starting your session maybe seven o'clock, finishing at nine, having to refuel again, so not getting bed bed till ten, and then having to be up at six o'clock the next morning. Remember you saying how important the actual the extra sleep was in summer in terms of your growth. Mm. Is there anything now um, where either you're specifically doing now you've got that extra time or is it really just just chilling and and are you feeling almost those those differences in the extra I, I don't know the sleep you're getting or anything like that I think your body is the best indicator of what you need so when I was 15 16 years old and I did I had my summer holidays and I did six weeks of sleeping 10 hours a night it's because my body needed a six weeks of 10 hours a night because it needed to grow and repair and recover and all those important things you know so the what I do to relax is just give my body exactly what it needs. I eat when I'm hungry, you know, which is obviously less so now that I'm not training. I sleep until I wake. I don't set alarms. You know, I, I, I relax. I switch off. I spend time with family and friends. I do all these things that, you know, when you're living that, that sporting life, it's it's so strict and regimented that you don't get the chance to, to, to do these things. So almost just listening to your body, giving it what it needs. You know, I, I went on holiday recently and you know mentally you just you just switch off you relax you let yourself do what you want to do and stay up later and all these things because you know that as soon as it gets to the 19th of september when we dive back in it's like right okay yeah. we're we're until the end of july 2023 there there are no long breaks at this point um so you've just got to listen to your body 
Yeah, and is that the period we're in now, that extended break, is that something that you look forward to in terms of in the middle of the season? Is that, in a weird way, one of your motivations in terms of, right, I know I'm getting up early here, I know I've got a huge block coming up, I know I've got an intense week of competition, to say actually once it hits August, middle of August, then actually I've, I've, I've earned this time off kind of thing? No, 100%. I think it's like what I always say, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, you don't have to make sacrifices because you're living your sporting dream and it's it's what everyone wants to do. It's not, it's not sacrifices and all this stuff. But actually, it's like I'm 21 years old, 22 years old. I can't go out late and stay out with my mates and go out to the to this pub or I can't, you know, go away on a weekend or I can't go on this week holiday in, in January mm. because it, I'm, I've got to be in the pool at 8 a.m. every single morning, six days a week for 11 months of the year. That is unavoidable. Yeah. There are no two ways about that. I have to do that. So for people who say, oh, it's no sacrifice and, you know, best job in the world, it is brilliant. I love it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't, but I do count down the weeks until I get that break and I can just, you know, live a completely relaxed life. I think I think most people who live that regimented kind of lifestyle do look forward to those periods. And I love competition and I, I love doing the Commonwealths and the Worlds and Europeans, but it's so demanding that you, you, you naturally, you know, yearn for time where you can just switch off and... I know that when I get back in in mid-September, it's like, okay, I've got it out of my system. I'm ready to go again. Yeah. But you, you you, need those switch-off points. Yeah, and I think it's, it's funny when people say, if I have a conversation with someone about maybe who, someone who isn't in tune to sort of the professional athlete lifestyle, they kind of think it's, it's not a job in a way. As in, if you knew someone that, say, was doing a standard job, whatever it may be in my line of work, lawyer, office work, anything you want to do, so even like taking the bins out you know that you on a Monday at 8 o'clock you've got to be there and I don't know why but maybe some people don't think that it how it is for you but actually that is it's exactly the same and the thing with this is a bit of a, an outside point but how things have changed post pandemic with more of a hybrid work doesn't affect you you're in a way you're like a teacher because you've got to turn up every day you can't mm. you can't be working from home can you no it literally is I mean I clock in at 8am every morning and I clock off at 5.30 yeah that's my and in, it's quite old school in a way which is old school and that's my training period and that's like okay well that's a normal you know eight eight to five working day that's not unheard of mm-hmm. but it's like okay but yeah then i go home and it's like the training part of my job's done now it's the nutrition recovery yeah. sleep prep for the next day get my head around mentally preparing myself for like if i know i've got a brutal session next morning what i'm going to put my body through and it just it, it's always on your mind it yeah. never ever leaves your mind and it's like you just live and breathe this job it is it's like it is full on and, and okay you get the glamour for the you know, for, you know one or a few days a year when you do these like high level competitions but um you know you, you're living a, a grueling you know, high performance is just mundane repetitive mm. i'm in the gym every day at 10 a.m on a monday and i'm doing deadlift trap bar deadlift you know uh, max five reps or whatever it is and yeah. I go that every single Monday without fail I know I'm doing weighted pull-ups on a Thursday I know I've got a threshold effect set on a Wednesday whatever it might be it is routine regimented and and, and, and mundane and repetitive and that is what high performance is and that's what sometimes people don't realise and you take your job home with you you yeah, never you never true. leave it at the door you know I, I sometimes get envious of someone doing a nine to five because they can park it and then it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like free time after that it's the rest of your life and mm-hmm. and this is a job that constrains every aspect of your life yeah and yeah yeah so it's a very fair point you make there i could i kind of feel like obviously people will take things back to home with them from mm. sort of 
standard jobs as it were but in terms of the actual physical application to your job it doesn't yeah. a lot of the time it doesn't rely on you having so many calories when you get home yeah. or having a certain amount of sleep so yeah it's i think even for me there is realizing actually mm-hmm. quite how much of a commitment it, it is um i think one other key thing with the rest is that i heard i think it was stephen bartlett saying that you the key to being great is being i think it was consistently performing to a to a, a, a high enough level but not being um not going too far in terms of i guess running out of steam so the, the point i'm trying to make in terms of the rest you have and it might be different for other people maybe looking forward to their weekends to the rest but that block at the end of the year is such an important thing for a professional athlete because it means that you can rest up um, and keep performing and coming back that next season refreshed and ready to go rather than sort of keep knocking on the door. I know we've discussed it before with your potential, the ISL in the past off the back of the Olympic Games and how different athletes approach that. But yeah, surely this this whole rest and recovery period will allow you to sort of get back in check and know that actually this is the level I can be at for a, a little while going forwards as well. Well, it's like the energy credits that I spoke about during the during the week. You know, you have these energy credits that you have to you know way up throughout the week and you you know you've got 10 swimming sessions and four gym sessions and all these core sessions and your recovery you gain them and lose them you have the same over a year you know you can only put your body through so much mentally and physically you can't just keep going and going and going and living at this high you know there's always this underlying level of stress and and just readiness and prep and you're always slightly switched onto it like i was saying with the training and the racing you need to switch off. You need to have those energy credits to really restore over the course of a month and, you know, get the nights out, out of your system, you know, get the, the, the staying up late or going away with your mates or just getting away from the swimming environment. You know, I haven't thought about swimming or talked about swimming, I don't think, or, or just been in a pool or been in that environment. Sorry to, to drag you back into <laughs> a swimming podcast. <laughs> you know, it, it is nice and you just switch off and you, 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 can, you can properly reset. But I know... 19th September I'll dive in and, and right we're ready to go again yeah and I, I guess from a rest point of view are there what are the signs for you personally because it does affect everyone if you're maybe starting to overdo it or maybe your health isn't what it what it could be what are the signs for you that actually says right actually I need to dial it back a little bit maybe this week in terms of yeah being kind to yourself but in the long term having those benefits yeah I think I think you 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 only really know when it's too late almost and that's when you learn your lesson I think some people who returned from the Olympics got straight back in after the you know the most high pressure high stress competition of the entire swimming world and got straight back into an ISL you know two weeks later they paid the price ultimately you know and and they may have been earning quite well and and you know having a great time and all this stuff but you can't live in that competitive mindset I don't think anyone really can for for that much time and and, you know you get to the end of the year when it's the world champs and you have to go again and again and again it's just become too much and you 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 know you can only we're only human at the end of the day uh you know you can only give yourself to the sport so much before it starts catching up you a little bit yeah and how how do you prefer to rest there there any things you do in terms of maybe from a mental side of things is there any activities you like to do or is it simply get your feet up because um, I know from my world, my side of things in terms of the urban environments or people's interaction with nature, it's been proven that if you're spending time outside, whether that would be whether that be with green, the, the environment itself, or even water, 
just almost going outside, sitting by a fountain or the sea or going on a walk or run, whatever it is, the the restorative benefits that nature can have is such a huge thing. So is there mm. anything sort of like that, that where you almost feel your things are coming back into place and you're, yeah. you're feeling I, they're good again? I think it's doing all the things I'm not able to do while I'm racing or training. So like I've said, eating what I want, staying up late, having a drink with mates if I want to, spending time with my family as much as I want and as much as I need you know I'm going away with my little brothers for a few days now you know we're going away next week on holiday all these things you can't normally do throughout the year you know just getting them out of your system and and you know it kind of gets a bit pent up and then you can just completely relax and and it's just you know living to the schedule dictated purely by what I want as opposed to what I should be doing Mm -hmm. you know and and what I feel like I ought to be doing and the correct you know right way to live a sporting life it's just living my daily routine exactly as i want to and just whatever i feel like and if i don't want to get up that morning i don't have to if i want to go out for a drink that night yeah i can and it's it, that's the only thing dictating my life for this month and it's it's just well it's yeah. absolutely lovely yeah it must be so nice to have that that freedom and just be yeah take i guess taking taking control yeah. um your time again um but yeah i mean for me resting up I, I guess for people outside of work maybe the evenings are the, the best thing to do and it's probably easier a lot easier in summer at the moment for people to be able to sort of yeah rest up feel as though they're they're resetting and and yeah being able to get outside I guess maybe in winter it's a little bit trickier to do is there anything you kind of do for those I guess when you're going to the pool when it's dark coming back when it's dark is there anything you'd like to do or like any advice you could give for that kind of stuff because obviously I mean, guess <laughs> as depressing as this sounds, mm. the lights are rolling in a little bit, mm. and it's so important all year round to be able to yeah. sort of having that time to switch off. But it's, I guess it's a bit tricky to get out, especially mm. if people are living in urban environments. It is tough. It is tough. Um, I mean, fr- from an athlete standpoint, get away from the pool, switch off, don't talk about swimming, go out and hit some balls on the range, go out and play pool at your local pub. That's why, you know, they're the probably two activities I did the most in the last year. Hang out with my mates from uni get out of that swimming environment that's what I spent most of my time doing um obviously not everyone's got that luxury and and, and those facilities to hand but um and it is tough as, as the days get shorter and that the the night's kind of creeping earlier um especially as it gets colder but I think like you say getting out into nature and, and even if it's a you know a brisk evening walk when it's freezing cold just being out in the fresh air and just doing the opposite you know to your job or whatever your daily routine or whatever takes up like, the most time for you just just completely switching off from it we've done a bit of cold water stuff in the past haven't mm. we is that is that anything you you're still doing at the minute i guess in winter as well <laughs> yeah shocks we went in on boxing day didn't we we With did yeah our, goodness a me. few of our swimming mates and that was absolutely freezing it was bolted i think it's two degrees in the water some people swear by it like it's, wim hof's getting so popular at the mm. moment i've had like i've spoken to ceos who do like cold shower cold water breathing exercises every day and they say you know they never get ill and it's great for your mental health and all this stuff and i think there's something really in it i think but i think connecting to nature is the best way to do it like people who swim in the thames like my my parents do every single weekend 12 months a year yeah you know you live in nature you feel nature you see it progress through the seasons you're you're as close up to it as you can possibly get and you know when when it gets like bitingly cold in the winter you you feel it like in a more real way than anyone else and when Mm. it's luscious and warm and 20 degrees in the morning on a summer's day it's like 
you know, you, you, you appreciate it so much more because you know the full extremes of nature. So I think there's something to be said for cold water. Yeah, I don't, when I'm fully back to speed, I do love a, a cross country and throughout mm. the winter and you, you have your certain events where you know it could be freezing that day. You could be feeling a little bit under the weather, but that's that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, so let's move to the, the freestyle section of the pod. Um, we're actually coming up towards a thousand views Absolutely. on um, the weekly freestyle, which, I mean, it's a start. It's we'll exciting. take it. It's exciting. I feel like, you know, when you always see those big YouTubers and they're like mm. reaction to their first hundred subscribers <laughs> and then they end up with like millions and stuff. I feel like we're going to look back at this one at some day. Maybe we should make a little reaction video of it ticking <laughs> from 999. Yeah, to a thousand. We got like one little solitary party popper. <laughs> That'd be huge. But we were thinking maybe there'd be a way we could celebrate it we think maybe we could do a little mm. giveaway of some sort we are thinking of doing a giveaway so it will be announced on our instagram page um but we're thinking the sharpest instagram page the sharpest instagram page in the game, it, going um yeah it will be on the weekly freestyles instagram page we're giving away a signed pair of speedo speed socket 2 goggles so the exact same pair that i use uh, for all my races, I've used them at the Olympic Games. I've used them at the World Championships. They're absolutely brilliant pair. I train in them every single day. The Speed Talker 2 is going to be giving away a brand new signed pair. We'll post all the details on the Instagram page, but it'll be a case of giving us a follow, giving us a like, and uh, we'll all do that the, kind of good stuff. All that good stuff, all that promotional good stuff. We'll do the we'll do the draw to follow. Um, but I think we just want to thank every single one of those 1,000 listens because yeah. it's been brilliant. Yeah, I think it's, obviously we really enjoy what we're mm. doing, but yeah, without people listening and even if it's, yeah, just comments from family or friends or even yeah. maybe people we don't know, yeah, it's really kind. And you know, Questions are so, so great. Keep them rolling in because yeah. we, we find them so, so interesting. And I think as well, one big thing for us is we want this kind of stuff we talk about to be driven by people who listen mm. and are actually engaged and I'm hearing what people actually want to, hear and and discuss so hopefully we can yeah we can keep moving in the right direction but absolutely talking about um listener engagement we've actually had a very kind email from steve buckley from pool boy Mm. um pool boy is a big swimming account isn't it it's uh is it a a website it seems to be a a lot of things i think it's a website that i follow them on twitter pool boy on twitter they are like the most on it with the um with the british swimming results the times the finals the the comment and discussion i think it's absolutely brilliant and i think you know i get most of my swimming updates from pool boy on twitter yeah even i'm i've maybe i'm getting to that <laughs> where, like you're looking at the the relay leg yeah time. the splits are on it straight away no it's absolutely spot on all the times where you can find everything i just send when when my family asked me where to watch stuff i just yeah. send it towards the pool because they they know they know everything so it's it's brilliant and a listener of the podcast. Yes. And obviously... Steve listens on his runs. That's, well, that's just absolutely brilliant. It's we're perfect. very, very um, grateful that, that, you know, we're accompanying you on your runs. And we've had a question sent in. Yeah, so Stephen. Steve has actually asked you a question. Um, so it's kind of to do with the ISL stuff mm-hmm. and um, those potential friendships that have been formed. I mean, the, the first question is, um, has this, the has the ISL itself actually accelerated those kind of friendships that you're making? Because it makes the point that actually, you know, with you being at competitions for the week, you know, you get to know people quite well, but has ISL accelerated that? A hundred percent. So when we're at competitions like a traditional World Commies, Euros, Olympics, you do get to meet people, but 
it's very much you're in your country, you know, you're in the hotel with your country, you might see people at the pool, you end up becoming pals with the people that you do similar events with. Um, so you, 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 that's how you kind of meet people. And then ISL, you're just thrown in this like melting pot of like, I was with, you know, Dutch swimmers and Japanese swimmers, um, obviously Australian swimmers. It was just such a crazy experience. You know, um, some of my closest pals, um, in the swimming world are from ISL, you know, um, I'm really good friends with Kyle, Kyle Chalmers. We, we were on London Raw together, you know, we got on really well. I probably wouldn't be as close to them if I hadn't spent, you know, four or five weeks out in Eindhoven. We're on the same team, we're doing team activities. You know, Zach and Cherty, like we, we, another Australian swimmer that I'm good pals with, you know, people like Duncan, well, you know, I can't get away from him. I'm spending every competition with him. Um, but, you know, it's these other swimmers where you, you, you just build these relationships because you're in, especially when it's been like COVID and lockdown, you've been mm. in the hotel, you haven't been able to do anything else, you just got to, you know, you're just hanging out with these people. It's it's so much fun. We're playing pool, we're playing cards every night and stuff like that. It's it's really, really exciting. And I think that is something that will be really missed now the ISL isn't happening. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just those friendships and those relationships you build and, you know, um, maybe in the future a, a kind of competition might replace it. Maybe it will come back. Yeah, Steve touches on the, the fact that Raw is mainly, was it Aussie and GB kind of swimmers? Mainly, mainly. Um, but he's saying, and, and I think as you've alluded to there, actually has improved your relationship with mm. swimmers across Europe as mm -hmm, well. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's that's perfect. So yeah, thank you so much, Steve, for the question. Hopefully, if you're on a run at the moment, it's yeah. going well. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Keep working on good pace. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, one one other question we had from Solana. Thank you so much for your question. Um, she wants Duncan Scott on the podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought it was a one <laughs> part of swimming I'd get away this from him on. It's a swimming podcast. We've, we've ruined it. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Who, who knows? You know, maybe maybe Duncan would be keen. Yeah. Um, we, we actually had a quick chat before this episode, didn't we? Just discussing mm. about future plans, guests and things like that. So... You know, maybe maybe one day we'll be um, sort of relevant enough yeah, for Duncan yeah, yeah. to um, bat an eyelid. But. No, I, th I think you'd be up for that, you know. Obviously, Duncan and I are really good pals. Um, and I'm sure, you know, yeah, once we build up a little bit, we just jump on a FaceTime with him. Um, and, and yeah, we can ask him a few questions. I think that'd be a good laugh. I'm sure he'd be up for something like that, you know. Um, yeah, pretty good pals with all the Scottish guys. And who knows, we'll get him on. We'll get yeah, him on at some that, point. That'd be great. Pick his brains. So... You're still continuing to rest up then? Yes, sir. Um, are you you're heading on a camping trip? Yep, heading off with my little brothers tomorrow. We're going to Cornwall for a few days. And then this time next week, we will be out in Marbella together we for will. the beginning of our um, cultural trip to the southern city. Of, well, uh, we're going to be playing of... a lot of golf, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. It's a golfing holiday more than anything. Eight lads and got a villa together. But it's a golfing holiday. It? It, that, that's, that is the reason we're yeah, going. You've yeah. got your new clubs to use. I do. Took them out for a spin. 18 holes were played yeah, by Hartleyford nice. uh, up in Marlow today. Um, I was unwrapping them out of the plastic on the drive over <laughs> to the club, uh, to, the, to the golf course. Um, yeah, they're, they're brilliant. They? Brilliant. They Honestly, they're absolutely lovely. Um, shame my golfing technique isn't as lovely. You did to, say you got a couple of pars. Though. Did get a couple of pars, you know, which which you know I know that's not amazing for some golfers, you yeah. know, listening. But we'll take it. We'll I was very happy to get a few pars. That's where I can. Yeah, I mean, for myself, I've first trip up to Anfield this week, midweek trip. So that will be um, that'll be an interesting one. I'll have to get up there. Yeah, some interesting results are lost. Yeah. We'll have, week, we'll have to it? see. Yeah, the whole the whole Premier League landscape mm. is looking a bit strange at the moment. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they get on mm -hmm. like in Liverpool. Hopefully, we can get down down there at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was that was a good episode. Just um, summing up how important rest is. Um, 
and yeah, pushing on to, to the next one. We'll uh, have to see what, what we're discussing down the line. Absolutely. No, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone, for listening and keep the questions coming in and the suggestions. And who knows, maybe we could hit a thousand viewers views this week. Absolutely. Someone is getting those goggles. It's going to be huge. Right, have a good week and uh, catch you next week. Thanks, guys.